0: Welcome to The Milestone, a clinically validated month-by-month guide to your baby's growth and development. I'm Matt, a pediatric occupational therapist and one of your hosts.
1: And I'm Jen Johnson. I'm a mom to Vivi who's two. Thanks for joining us. Friendly reminder, this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions regarding a medical condition. Happy listening. Welcome to month two. Today, we're talking with a pediatric occupational therapist about those all-important gross motor skills, tummy time, and how to position your baby to help avoid things like torticollis and flathead syndrome. So let's get to it.
0: On this episode of the podcast, we're talking with Beth Mazek. Beth is a pediatric physical therapist who I was lucky enough to work with at Boston Children's Hospital. Beth has Truly, truly amazing experience. Um, she's just the person we want to talk with today. She's worked, Beth, how, how long has it been? 10 years at Children's maybe at this point?
2: I've been at Children's for eight um, in pediatrics for, you know, longer than I'd like to say at this point in time, <laughs> but no, it's been about um, 14 years.
0: Yeah, yeah, so we're in, we're in good hands here learning about uh, gross motor milestones and so much more. Uh, of course, this episode is going to focus on the two to three month range. Uh, I'll start quickly, though, with like, I never thought I'd have a chance to like tell this story, Beth, on a podcast forum like this. But um, <laughs> what are you going to so say? Anyway, like, yeah, so for anyone listening, Beth was the first person that I shared a desk with in like my professional life so I was just out of grad school got the job at children's and I like go in and it's like you know day one and I sit down and I mean I'm lucky that I was sitting next to you Beth because obviously you like welcomed me with open arms and you were <laughs> like we kind of hit it off right away yeah, you know? definitely. but but I <laughs> I think you might know what I'm going to say next but you we're, were like a week into the job and I turn to you and I just go Beth, I have no idea how to hold a baby. And, and, <laughs> I do remember like, this. <laughs> and you like grabbed a doll and showed me how to like support a, an infant because you know I maybe I knew a little bit about child development at that point, but that doesn't mean you know how to hold a, a I baby. I think
2: off- I also offered to bring you to hold my infant nieces if needed.
0: <laughs> yes, 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 I remember that. I remember that. Too funny. Um, yeah,
3: you, had the, you had the experience of being a first time mom, basically. Yes. <laughs> just A little bit. Yes. A little bit of the first time
0: mom experience. Exactly. Well, when people, when people, when parents say, um, I think, you know, my baby's so fragile. I know they're not, but I can't help but, you know, feel like they're so fragile. I'll say, I know. I remember my first time holding a baby, too. It's so nerve wracking. You know, you don't even know where to put your hands. And then their head is like all floppy, and you're like, oh, what? <laughs> So Beth, we have so many questions we want to ask you. Um, I think the first question that we'll dive in with, that makes sense as a starting point, would be just asking what parents are usually most anxious about from a physical therapy perspective around this two-month uh, age range.
2: Sure. So I think I think the first thing is is parents don't know what to expect. That's usually the first thing, and I say, you know, totally. do you have any concerns you know what kind of brings you in most people say to me well i want to know if they're doing what they should i don't know what they're supposed to be doing
0: <laughs> <laughs> right but, you right. know mm-hmm. it's hard
2: because a lot of it's those qualitative things when when babies are little so yeah. i think that becomes the first thing so just wanting to make sure that the babies are the babies doing what they should be doing sure um and i think you know there is a lot of literature and focus on kind of head shape and and which is, you know, a tight muscle in the neck, things like that. So people will be like, do they have these things? They don't necessarily know what they are, but they hear these words. So, you know, wanting to kind of follow up on some of that stuff. But I would say the biggest is, you know, are they doing what they should be?
0: Totally. It, it, it starts right you know, from birth, I'm you know, that that general concern about, are they doing what they should be? And I know you as a uh, physical therapist are, I'm not going to speculate and say it's probably, you know, half, but I can only imagine the number of parents with, you know, a one year old who come in and say, my baby's not walking. Uh, what do I need to do? And we're going to have you back on the podcast uh, later on in the season to talk about that. But to your point there's still so so much going on in a parent's head by two months old right and And
2: especially you know first-time parents are very overwhelmed and not kind of sure you know what they're, they're thinking about so many things so motor develop is on there but there aren't very specifics at that age yet so it's hard
0: that is so true
3: and I also think, like, you know, we get into what my husband called Dr. Google. and Dr. Yes. Google is a very dangerous thing because, like, you don't have the appropriate context or mm-hmm. information to kind of put the, the information that you do get from that into the right framework, which is why having experts like, you know, you and Matt is, is so helpful. And I think, like, at that age, I do remember thinking about protocols and, you know, but just and being like, I don't know, does she have it or does she not So exactly mm-hmm. what you described is exactly what
0: Yep. Yep. Beth, I like what you said just then about everything's a little bit more qualitative because there's, they're not really doing much, um, that you know that a, a a new parent would would be able to look at and actually notice, right. but there's a lot. That doesn't mean there's not a lot going on because there is, but it's not as obvious as they just took their first step or oh Absolutely. wow they just rolled over. So what are some of those gross motor milestones that you want to see a baby start working towards around this age though?
2: Yeah, so in this age we're really looking at kind of how a baby's moving, and you know we really mm-hmm. want to see those arms and legs moving in different variety of of angles and against gravity not against gravity and like different velocities of movement also so you know sometimes the baby's moving slower sometimes they're getting excited and they're moving quickly Mm -hmm. and you know in kind of all different ways so that they're really which is kind of the basis of how their muscles start developing and how they then start to be able to use that more control and everything as they get older
0: yeah. Um, sure, other sure. things we're
2: starting to look at is, you know, kind of bringing hands together, kind of at their chest at that age, and then starting to bring hands to their mouth and exploring and and mm-hmm. visually looking at their hands, and then visually looking at more of the environment, um, looking to see if, you know, the child can look to the left and the right equally mm-hmm. with their head, mm-hmm. and then starting as you're holding them up seeing that they're starting to get some more head control sure. as you're, as you're holding the baby too. And then, you know, always the big one that we all talk about is tummy time. And it's, yeah. kind of, you know, I feel like as soon as I mention it to a parent, they're like, Oh, but they hate it. Right. And that is part of it. So kind of getting the baby one to tolerate it better. And then also now that they're starting to lift their head up, look around the room some too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and, in- Jen and I, um, we we uh, along with Erica just launched the the our course Mastering Baby Milestones, and we talk mm-hmm. about a lot of this. Um, and so, it's all stuff that you know inside and out, Beth. But if someone's listening to this and they think, oh, a, a visual would be, visual would be nice, sure, uh, they should definitely go on our website and, and check that out. That's awesome. Um, but what you just said right then, Beth, was um, really, really important. And it's a lot to unpack. Uh, I definitely want to ask. I definitely want to ask about tummy time, but I also want to ask a clarifying question about, um, making sure that uh, the baby is looking to the left and the right. It sounds so simple, but this is one of those things that when I was new at children's, I, I didn't know how to do this. And you realize it's a little bit obvious eventually, but how do you facilitate or encourage a baby to look all around?
2: Yeah. So I think, you know, first kind of being kind of having that mindful eye of are they always looking to one side or the other? Because when they're little and don't have this strength, sometimes it's hard to notice of, oh, are they just resting in that position or do they have they prefer it? Sure. Too. So I think, um, you know, even kind of going face to face with the baby and just moving your face to the baby's right side and then moving your face to the baby's left side, because at that age, the thing that the that the infants like the most are their caregivers.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, they're
2: not as interested in objects at that age as they are as the face of, of right, those caregivers. Right.
0: Dad can put the football away, like you know, from their <laughs> face, like for until they're like a little older. Yeah,
2: exactly.
1: The milestone is brought to you by Rahu Baby. Visit us at RahuBaby.com and use our special code for our podcast listeners. It's milestone20 for 20% off your first purchase.
3: I heard somewhere that it was good to switch the baby around in their crib placement so that way they weren't always looking on only one side because obviously they look toward you as you come into the room or, you know, if you have them on the side sleeper, to not always have them looking toward you toward the bed. Um, Is that something that you would recommend?
2: So I think the biggest thing of thinking about sleep is that still back to sleep is safest And, you know, I I really encourage people to think about safe sleeping as number one priority. Um, As far as rotating the baby so that their head is at one end or the other, that is a great thing to do. Okay, cool. There are those babies with preferences who will sometimes you move them one way so that you want them to look out you know, away from the wall, and they're like, "Nope, I really just want to look to the right, so I'm going to stare at this blank wall." Um, the <laughs> drive parents <here is> crazy, <laughs> but you know, it's a great thing to try, and it is something that we encourage. But again, still thinking of safe sleeping habits, back yeah. to sleep, and no, you know, no pillows and things in the crib with the baby.
3: Yeah, and we we did talk about that a little bit on the last episode, and we will talk about it more because. I, I'm very huge advocate of safe sleep. Um, I have worked in the juvenile products industry for about seven years now. Um, and it's just one of those things that when I see people putting pictures up with like bumpers in the crib, I just get like, yes. <laughs> I get a, a real physical reaction. Yeah, I,
2: I work I in a follow-up program. And, you know, I think that's one of the things that we spend a lot of time with because, you know, unfortunately, we've all we've all heard stories, so you yeah, know, definitely yeah. keeping safety is number one always. Yeah.
0: Sure. So, Beth, you did mention the the head preference, and sometimes it's you know it's on a spectrum. I'm sure, like anything else, absolutely. Uh, it can be really mild. It can be really severe. You can be born with it. You can develop it after you are born. Um, I'm not, and in part of the part of what makes you know a PT. A PT is the fact that you know to to address something that you see needs attention. You actually need to see the baby in person, work with the baby, evaluate them. Uh, so while I can't ask you how should parents address uh, or or try to fix um, torticollis or neck stiffness, um, we can we can I can just ask for it, like what are some general things that parents can do? And actually, before you even answer that, can you just give? I don't need the um, it is a shortening of this muscle, yada yada. Just like gen- just what what is it? And then, what yeah. are some general things parents can do to to prevent or and or work on it?
2: Sure. So torticollis really is um, a shortening of the muscle, a muscle in the neck. Okay. So kind of what it does is it makes the baby tilt their head one way and then turn their head the opposite way. Sure. So it gets confusing with lefts and rights as you're looking at everything. So mainly, kind of, I think. something I advise the parents to do is just kind of look at the baby and the way the baby wants to look, you want to look, have them do the
3: opposite. Mm
2: -hmm. (laughs) Um, So things that, um, you can do is one, again, like we were talking about of trying to have them using their muscles to look both directions and doing tummy time to help develop the muscles are a big thing. Um, you know, and again, if you're really noticing a difference, have Talking with your pediatrician and more than likely getting a referral to physical therapy is a big part of it because then we help to teach families stretches that they can do at home.
0: Totally.
2: As well, totally. Um, things like then, you know, working with the baby and playing with the baby while they're lying on their sides is another good thing to do so they're not just kind of resting in that same position all the time. Sure. And it's also great for different uh fine motor and Matt you can go from you mm-hmm. know I know you know all mm-hmm. about that too um uh, mm-hmm. asks an arm strength too as you're as you're on the side lying position too it's a little easier for the baby to start exploring toys and things
0: totally it's definitely more common than I realized and yes the, I think the reason I say that is because at children's as OTs we weren't ever treating that now right. there may be other implications that stem from that but in terms of actually being responsible for working directly on torticollis not so much right. when i went to early intervention as you know the model's a little bit different there and so it wouldn't be uncommon that i would go in so i had to learn about it and when you know well a i realized it's a really it can be a really stubborn thing to
2: absolutely to it can to work be. on
0: uh and it and like you said it definitely gets confusing with all the lefts and rights and gravity and non like um And so, to your point, like you don't want to be in a position where you're trying to treat this by yourself and stretching your baby's arms and traps and necks like manually, that leave leave that to a therapist. But you can be making sure that you're encouraging your baby to look to both sides, like keeping in mind kind of uh, where you're positioning yourself in relation to your baby, knowing that they want to look, you know, at you. So, use that stuff to your advantage. If your baby wants to, you know, has a preference for looking to the left then position yourself so that they need to look to look at you, they have to look to their right. And so that is a like that's a perfect example right there, Beth, of why we did this podcast is because there are just so many things like that that it's you there's no issue with you telling us that right Right. now. Right. Yeah. And I think
2: one of the other things that we that, you know, baby spends a lot of time eating at that age, right? So Mm. even trying to, you know, feed the baby on both sides. And especially if you know, if someone's, you know, an example of someone's bottle feeding and they're right hand dominant, they probably hold the baby in their left hand and hold the bottle with their right hand or vice versa, you know, like they probably yep. have a preference, the parent does. So then even trying to do the opposite can help.
0: Sure. Sure. Experienced PT here, get, making it functional. I like it, Beth. <laughs> um, anything that comes to mind before we let you go that... Just If you could just get in front of every mom and dad when they're leaving the hospital with their baby that you could say, don't forget to do this or keep this in mind or even I know that you've already heard about this, but I really want to reinforce how important it is. Just what, whatever. Anything come to mind, I'm putting you on the spot.
2: I, you know, I probably go back to what everyone hears is tummy time at this sure. age and just the difference of positioning and starting to get the baby to do it very young, because if they start to be exposed when they're very young, the chances of them tolerating it and then enjoying it are much better.
0: Okay. Okay. Because
2: as you and if you try when some the babies for the first time you know three months old they start having a lot more preferences and opinions at that age too. So
0: sure. Well, like I said, Beth, uh, that that is something that we uh, we on our mastering baby milestones class we we go over uh, a lot of that. Uh, we you know Great. provide like a tummy time cheat sheet, uh, different ways to position your baby um to -hmm. have success with tummy time from day one like you don't need to wait till they're you know a month old to to implement that um
3: see that's something interesting because nobody really told me that i mean they told me when i went took her to the pediatrician it was like yes of course are you doing tummy time do tummy time Mm -hmm. but like i can say from the mom perspective, it is kind of nerve wracking. when You take this little tiny fragile being and you put the face down and you're looking at them and they're like crying and like, what's happening? Um, so having those, those actual tips and tricks to make it a little bit easier and, and yeah. just what you're saying, Beth, about starting earlier um, <laughs> and, and just not to give up just because it's a little bit uncomfortable. Probably it's probably more That's uncomfortable good. for the parent in some ways. <laughs> It is for the child, and I think that's
2: true of a lot of things. In in that first, yeah. you know, especially three to six months of, you know, it, babies are more resilient. I think sometimes than we always give them credit for. So
0: yeah, good totally. advice. That's a yeah. perfect way to end it because that that is so so true. Um, Beth, you rock for coming on and talking with us. We are thank so you, Beth.
3: Yes.
2: Thanks. It was always nice to chat with you, Matt. we
0: uh, We will catch up soon.